spend less time each week. The kids don't understand the words you speak. When you walk into a disco and they offer you a seat, you're the oldest swinger in town. You prefer a pint of mild to Bacardi and Coke. The sounds are too loud and there's too much smoke. You'd like another dance, but you're scared you'll have a stroke. You're the oldest swinger in town. Here you come with your chest all bare, a little gold ingot and a lot of gold hair. Like the disco king meets Yogi Bear, you're the oldest swinger in town. When you're feeling as stiff as a skinhead's boots, rub on big where you used to slash fruit. And the latest punk fashion is your wedding suit, you're the oldest swinger in town. When you have to go shopping for your sex appeal, Travolta shades and nine-inch heels. You say a man is just as old as the woman he feels. You're the oldest swinger in town. Here you come with your lips closed tight. You never smile, you know it won't look right. Cause your dentures glow in ultraviolet light. You're the oldest swinger in town. A very warm welcome to Fred Wedlock and uh, Fred, how are you? Oh, Buenos Dias, Buenos Dias. you obviously relate very quickly to what we do here because um, our station broadcasts mainly to people who come out here sick and tired of uh, things that are going on in Britain uh, we're making a new life but we love to remember the people that made us happy whilst we were in Britain so uh, Fred but that's why I dressed you in Spanish with an appalling accent no it was, it was, it was most impressive I, I tell you be, our listeners will be absolutely amazed oh dear. But, but you do have a connection here don't you Tell us, tell us your connection, that, that you've been here, whereabouts did you come? Well, I, I, I didn't know tell you, I, mean, I, was, I, I was out there about last November, I think, and I did um, uh, the, the wonderful organisation called the 41 Club, who are round table, who've been thrown out because of being geriatrics. And there's quite a lot of them in Spain and Portugal, and they had this Iberian cluster, and they all gathered at Nerja, oh, yes. or Nurgel, as we say in Bristol, <laughs> and, and there they had a booze-up, and uh, had several days of a booze-up, and I did a cabaret spot, a great, lovely day, a good fun bunch. Lovely. Now, of course, everybody knows that particular song, but the difficulty is trying to get people to realise that one song is not really always the same thing that we know once we've spoken to the person that was involved. So, we're looking really at, uh, obviously, the great things you've done in your, in your cabaret life, and your, your other parts of uh, your work, uh, but also, I want to try and find out, did school help you or hinder you? Did, did you get the urge to go out and start all this at, at school? Oh, you're, you're, ah, right. Do you know, I've been asked a lot of questions in interviews, but that's a very rare one, Then School did help me. Yes, it did. I went to a school where they trained... It was a Bristol Grammar School, yeah. and the purpose of it was to train people for the professions. None of this sort of pouncing around doing music stuff. We did a little bit just to show off, but um, it wasn't considered a serious profession. And so 
I did Latin and Greek, actually, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, what the hell is the use of all this while well, I was actually doing it? It's only later on, when you come up and spend a lot of time working in television, writing scripts and presenting programmes and having to do um, very precise jobs, like uh, you've got 21 seconds to get the following ideas over to coincide with the following shots. Now, when you've done that sort of thing that I did at school, um, you find that pricing and all that is not too difficult to do. So, yes, school was very useful in that respect. Interesting, because uh, Roger McGough told me virtually the same thing, and I think a number of people who have had an abundance of uh, talent that they wanted to express, maybe through song or through the arts or whatever, uh, haven't quickly realised what, what, what was being done at school. There have been things that we've learnt that have come back into our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've never found a real use for algebra, quite honestly. I've put <laughs> up a lot of shelves in my time, but I've never, I've never needed calculus. Um, but certainly, you know, basic numeracy, yeah, that's important. It's the discipline it instills on you, discipline your thoughts, you and being able to... I've, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of brilliant, creative musicians. And, uh, you, I mean, you know the old phrase, Muso's disease, where the ability of the musician is in direct proportion to his inability to organise his life. Well, it needs somebody like me, who's not necessarily all that creative, but can organise things a bit, uh, to work with a creative person. And together, you, you occasionally finish up with something which is you know, presentable and, um, and, and clever. Now, is this... Uh, are we talking about people like Three Piece Suite that you work with? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I've been working with them quite recently. Before that, it was uh, just listening to uh, Older Swinger. I remembered, you know, the, the people who were on the original recording. Chris Newman was a guitarist I worked with. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant guitarist. He's doing very well now. He's working with a, 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 an Irish lady harpist called Moira Cassidy. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, he was a real genius with an instrument. Um... And, and, and actually, the girls doing the backing vocals on there—they you know, they were they were ever so clever as well. So um, and and the producers of it. It's, it's, I've, I've worked with a lot of very good people. Yeah. Let me just play a little bit of. Let's see. Can we go for the union song? Is that okay? The union song. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's go. Okay. Uh, here we go.
We'll just see you with the, um, the, 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 the Vicar Smuff on there and the, the dog collar. That was very pre-Satirite, that one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a long, long time ago I did that. That actually, you see, you were talking about the influence of school. The influence yeah. of church was pretty strong on me as well. Yeah. Because uh, I was a choir boy. Right, okay. And that's when I learned musical technique and singing in tune, well, hopefully roughly in tune, and uh, I've always had a great love of English church music, although I'm not as a, uh, a religious person. Yeah. But I really do love, and so I was, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that one. It was, it, it, again, it was a nice contrast in the stage act as well. I tell you, it reminded me, do you remember the Swingle Singers? Yeah, the Swingle Singers? Yeah. Yeah. It did, yeah. it really did remind me. And um, the, the, the funny thing was, of course, uh, when you actually, as you say, you, you've got the technique, I mean, when you listen to the production, uh, in my earphones, that is absolutely wonderful. It sounded really good. Um, let me ask you uh, about, uh, let's see, we'll go to, uh, the, the thing that you've done on your website is you take the mickey out of yourself quite um, deliberately, don't you? Well, if I don't, somebody else will, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you, you've, done, you've done a lot more than people probably realise. And um, I, I know, I know. I get, I get horribly boring if I, if I listed all of it, so. I know, it, it must be all for <laughs> Are you the oldest swinger in town? And me, no. no it's, it's never, never found my image. I'm also sort of fairly, fairly rural and uh, <clears throat> pretty Bristolian by, by thought, word, action, eternal soul and accent. Um, no, it's certainly not much of a swinger, really, no. Now, and is there any truth that um, if people are at a car boot sale and they find one of your CDs that you've signed that you're in trouble with the police? Is that true? <laughs> 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 I never know whether my signature on it actually devalues it or not, but it, to be honest, if anybody does find one at a car boot sale, then, then grab it, because there are people who collect vinyl, as you probably know. Yeah, that's right. right yeah. yeah, and and, um, and I get requests literally from all over the world, saying, yeah, yeah, but have you got the vinyl version of it? I've actually got a couple of my uh, products still available in vinyl, but all the rest is just in the archive now. So, they can be worth, ooh, up to four shillings and eleven pence. <laughs> Fred, um, what is the nicest or the best song for you that you've written? Which, which is the one that you're proudest of? Ooh, House Bells. Oh, I, I, I honestly couldn't say. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've written stuff for television, which I know I've, I've written uh, really sort of quite quickly, and it's come out well, and it sounded almost as good as, as by some of the creative blokes I've worked with. And I've been proud of, of little things that, that were used and then disappeared. Some, some of the stuff I did for Noel Edmonds yeah. when I was doing his radio show yeah. years and years ago. And um, we had about 24 hours to write a song. You know, we thought we'd write two songs for every week. Uh, and my God, you know, that was a real pressure. And some of those, I, I was just amazed that I managed to come out with something. But of the, of the general stuff I do on stage, no, it, because I've done really quite a lot, um, and, I, and I've revised them now as well, um, and then I, I do something and I think, blimey, that's not a bad song, that. <laughs> so, and I laugh at my own jokes because I've heard them for about 12 years. <laughs> so um, I couldn't put it down to one song because if I told you that now, then next week I'd have to tell you a different one. <laughs> All of them! Uh, right? <laughs> but what about the Joggers song? Is, is that one that you like? Jogger, yeah, that was actually just a Mars Wooden song. I mean, I adapted that one. Um, Mars is, again, one of these wonderful writers who lives in Brighton. And um, 
that's, that's, that's a nice song. Um, that, that I quite enjoyed, but then I don't do a lot of jogging now. And uh, I, I, you know, I, haven't, I haven't performed that one for a very long well, time. Let, let, let's have a little listen to it, uh, yeah, just, just for uh, the old time's sake. Here we go.
stuff with slightly better quality than that. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Carolan, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Rather, you know, the, the, the real Irish yeah. music. Um, rather than the, the, the knockabout stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> nothing involving shouting fine girly while or whiskey in the jar, if any stage. <laughs> In fact, uh, as I say, you know, I got to hear about more in France, but uh, yeah, very popular. And mm. um, Fred, tell us about your lecturing. Was, was it a, a steady job or just a good Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a proper job, you see, I was a teacher. Um, yeah. I started off teaching in the East End of London, yeah. and then I moved to some um, fairly rough areas of Bristol as well. And uh, I've taught in about three areas where they've had fairly significant riots at some time or other. Um, and then I went into, uh, I thought I would go F.E. and I, I taught at the, uh, an academy for the education of the sons of working gentlefolk, i.e. technical college. <laughs> so I was, I was lecturing to engineering apprentices. And uh, did you enjoy that? Or? Oh yeah, it was great. They, they were good. It was very different from school teaching. I enjoyed school teaching as yeah. well, because I just liked getting up and showing off. And, and I liked teaching people stuff and seeing seeing bits of knowledge go in and, yeah. and, and little eyes, you know, lights coming on in people's heads. I love it, love it. Lovely. What I really did not like about teaching was the huge amount of, increasing amount of admin and paperwork and bloody nonsense that was coming in. I used to find that very frustrating. But uh, lecturing at attack, you were far less in loco parentis than you were at school. Yeah. You didn't have to sort of herd people into lines and white noses and stuff. So, and that was great. I was just great big airy students and so you'd uh, that, 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 was, that was good now Fred yeah, you've, you've had uh, some of your songs uh, have been covered by uh, people like Jasper Carrot and yeah. tell me the one which Little and Large covered uh, Little and Large did Swinger oh right uh, and I think they, they did one of the others as well um, Eddie Large actually is a friend as well. he, he lives locally now he lives in Bristol oh right, right. well just on the outskirts yeah um, now, uh, did, 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 I heard he wasn't too well. Is, is he okay? He had a, well, he had a heart transplant, which right. means you're fairly unwell if you're going to have one of them. Yes. But in fact, he's been doing damn well since then. But he has to be careful. Yeah. And um, like a lot of people, <laughs> you know, like all of us, we try and push it a bit. And uh, so, so I think Eddie now and again slightly overdoes it. And uh, and then his, his, his lovely wife has to sit on him for five minutes and, <laughs> and tell him to slow down there. Now, Fred, you are available for uh, after dinner, of course. Oh, yeah. So if anybody is listening in, and, you know, we do have societies, of course, that invite people over uh, for functions here, um, would you like to give a phone number or anything? Well, the, the easiest thing, actually, this is uh, just access my website, fredwedlock.com. Fred, what I'm going to do is I'll make a page with uh, our interview on it, 
and then I'll link it up to your website and I'll send you an email just to let you know that it's there. Oh, that's brilliant. Fred, we're, we're going to go out with a song which is the Examinations Rag. Ah, no, that was written by a bloke called Keith Christmas and, and adapted by me. Keith is another of these wayward geniuses. And you his father, actually. <laughs> Fred, you'll yes, use, right. you'll use and, that, Fred, yeah. will you? And his mother, Mary, <laughs> yeah, right, go on, eh? <laughs> Fred, thank you very much for being my guest. And uh, obviously, keep playing the music and have a lovely life, and we, we look forward to seeing you here in Spain. Yeah, gracias. Thank you very much indeed, Fred Woodlock. Hasta la vista. I was sitting in my garden the other day, basking in the summer sun. When a little red robin comes swooping up to me Looking like he's feeling full of fun He says, I hate to disturb you I know you're feeling high There's a cloud on the horizon No word of a lie Get a grip on yourself and your pen Examinations have come round again So I went and had a look in my diary what I saw there made me feel all queer. Somebody must have stolen some of the pages. Examinations can never be that near. I looked in the mirror with a great big frown. I said, you had just fun, son. It's time to settle down. But you're just about to win your local space invaders crown. So wait till tomorrow comes around. Exams, I said, don't worry, everything's going to be all right, we'll see. If you sit up all night revising, everything's going to be as easy as you can be. I'm sitting here next morning, wiping sweat from my hands, and I've got a mental blockage, and no one understands. Please beat me up, Scotty, it walks back to ten examinations, i come round again.